You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 155. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Everybody's talking about CBD right now. Am I right? I've had a lot of clients come to me and they ask me, so what's the deal with CBD? Should I use it? What's it effective for? Tell me everything about CBD. It's funny how these things sometimes get in a fad situation and the marketing for these products just goes off the charts. And for this year, it's definitely CBD. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get started, I have a lot of emails coming in about what programs I have next. Um, There was a lot of talk, obviously, about the Nutrition Recharge that just finished. Huge success. I'm so proud of the program and proud of the team that just went through it. They did absolutely amazing. Lots of great weight loss without having to log any food. So that's been super awesome. But that program obviously ended, was sold out. And so the next program's coming up. I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but they're not until January. Can you believe we're basically at the end of the year right now? So obviously depends when you listen to this podcast, but currently we're in the last day of September. Tomorrow's October and people are already signing up for my January programs. And this is why. For one, I'm sold out for everything else um, for the rest of the year. But also because I don't offer a lot of programs in November, December, because who who wants to be doing a weight loss program during the holiday season? It's very, very tough. So I don't like to offer my major programs during those months because I want you to get the most success possible. But now is the time when you do sign up for your January sessions. And I kind of like that because I feel like if you have your January session all lined up and you're registered for it, you know you're going to need it come January 1. You know you're going to come off you know, Christmas vacation and the holiday season wanting to get back on track. So sometimes it's nice to just know in the back of your head, I'm already signed up for my program in January. These programs do sell out the fastest because of New Year's resolution. So I'm just trying to help my podcast listeners. If you're interested, the Nutrition Recharge is being offered that first week of January, January 7th, I believe it is. And the full 10-week Earn That Body will also start that day. So uh, especially if you want the accountability option in the Nutrition Recharge, you're going to want to register soon. You can go to the nutritionrecharge.com. For Earn That Body, you can go to earnthatbody.com. Just go to the programs and you'll be able to check everything out there. And the only thing I do offer in December, can you believe it's coming? The new Holiday Challenge 2019. It's going to be so awesome. A simplified version, of course, to make it as easy as possible for you to not gain weight over the holidays. If you don't already get my newsletter, get on my newsletter so you get notified in the next week when the holiday challenge is going to open. It's a two-week fun challenge, open to anybody, super fun. Go to earnthatbody.com forward slash newsletter if you have not already gotten on my newsletter list so that you can find out how to register for the holiday challenge. It's one of my most fun programs. Everybody loves doing it. Past clients, new clients, people who have never done my programs before but don't want to gain weight over the holidays. It's just a super fun way to make sure that happens. All right, that's all about what's coming up, but we've got stuff to get into. But first, 
this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about an article from the Health Wire of Consumer Reports. And the title of this article is No Magic Pills. I I wish that were just like the title of a book that I'll write one day, right? I think I say this to people all the time. There are no magic pills for anything, right? Well, in this article, a six-year study of over 30,000 adults by Tufts University found that by taking sup or that by taking supplements wasn't linked to a lower risk of death during the study period, but that getting enough copper, zinc, magnesium, and vitamin A and K from food was. So once again, the studies are showing that supplements They're not helping anything in terms of lowering your risk of death, but guess what? Getting all these important vitamins and nutrients from food are lowering your risk of death. Now they said the high doses of supplemental calcium, a thousand milligrams or more a day, were tied to a slightly higher risk of death, as was vitamin D supplementation, more than 10 micrograms per day, in people whose blood levels of the vitamin were already adequate. Nutrients seem to work together and interact in a complex way when they are in whole foods, for example, and that interplay may shape health more than the levels of any one individual nutrient. So really at the end of the day, what are we saying? For one, don't just take supplements like, oh, I know that everybody's taking vitamin D now. Vitamin D was like, I don't want to call it a fad, but it was the big thing at one point is people weren't getting enough vitamin D. Well, people just started taking vitamin D supplements and didn't even get evaluated or blood work done to see if they needed vitamin D. And this research is showing that if you didn't have any nutrient deficiency of vitamin D, you don't need to be taking that supplement and that it can actually have a negative impact on your body. Same with calcium. So don't always jump on the bandwagon of which supplement people are now taking because it might not be right for you. And again, there is no magic pill. And that leads us right into today's topic. It couldn't be more perfect segue into CBD oils, CBD uh, supplements. Everything CBD is sort of like the new magic pill. Am I right? You're probably hearing about it all over. You're seeing it. It's really become so popular. And I've had so many clients ask me to actually do this podcast episode because everyone's a little confused and doesn't really understand. Does it work? What does it work for? Should I take it? Well, let's get right in. Um, I did a lot of research on this. The This first article that I had gone through was through Harvard Health. And they, first of all, just want to tell you what is CBD and, and really why is it so popular all of a sudden. But just so you know, CBD stands for cannabidiol. And it is the second most prevalent of the active ingredients of cannabis, which is marijuana. While CBD is an essential component of medical marijuana, it is derived directly from the hemp plant, which is a cousin of the marijuana plant. 
Now, while CBD is a component of marijuana—which there's one of hundreds—by itself, it does not cause a high. And according to a report from the World Health Organization, in humans, CBD exhibits no effects indicative of any abuse or dependence potential. To date, there is no evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD. Now. The evidence for cannabidiol health benefits. Let's find out like what, what are the health benefits? What is the evidence behind this? CBD has been touted for a wide variety of health issues, but the strongest scientific evidence, okay? Did you hear that? Evidence is for its effectiveness in treating childhood epilepsy syndromes, or there's a couple in particular that it was most effective for when typically they were not responding to anti-seizure medications. Now, there were numerous studies where CBD was able to reduce the number of seizures, and in some cases, it was able to stop them altogether. Recently, the FDA approved the first ever cannabis-derived medicine for these conditions. It's called Epidiol, let's see, Epidiolex. There you go, Epidiolex. And it does, in fact, contain CBD. Now, CBD is commonly, currently used to address things like anxiety and for patients who suffer through the misery of insomnia. And studies suggest that it may help with falling asleep and staying asleep. I just want to make sure you heard that word may help. So a lot of the articles that I had read said things like it might help. Didn't say it does help. So again, we have to be really cautious when we look into these different types of supplements, whether they are research fact-based information or if they're still not sure. Now, CBD may offer an option for treating different types of chronic pain. That's definitely been a big one you probably hear about. And a study from the European Journal of Pain showed that using an animal model, CBD applied on the skin could help lower pain and inflammation due to arthritis. Another study demonstrated the mechanism by which CBD inhibits inflammatory and neuropathic pain two of the most difficult types of chronic pain that you can actually treat. So what did you hear in that that I just read you? This was done on animals. So that's an animal study. So more studies in humans need to be done in this area to truly substantiate the claims of CBD and pain control. That's really important. Animals are one thing, but humans are definitely another. Now, is cannabidiol safe? The side effects of CBD can include everything from nausea, fatigue, irritability. It can increase the level in your blood of the blood thinner Coumadin. So if you or, or a loved one, you know, sometimes the elderly are on Coumadin, which is a blood thinner, you should know and they should know that CBD can actually raise the level of that blood thinner. And it can raise the levels of certain other medications in your blood by that same mechanism that grapefruit juice actually does, if you didn't know that. A significant safety concern with CBD is that it primarily is marketed and sold as a supplement. 
Because just so you guys understand, CBD is not a medication. Only that one for epilepsy has now been proved, uh, proven and, and allowed by the FDA uh, to be a medication. But CBD is sold as a supplement. And as we've discussed on my show so many times, I've even done an entire podcast episode on supplements, the FDA does not regulate the safety and purity of dietary supplements. So you cannot know for sure that the product you buy has active ingredients as listed on the label. In addition, the product may contain other unknown elements that they don't list on the label. And we also don't know the most effective therapeutic dose of CBD for any of the particular medical conditions. So those are sort of a lot of unknowns that you definitely want to take into account. Now, so what's the bottom line? So some CBD manufacturers have come under government scrutiny because they say wild, indefensible claims, saying things like CBD is a cure-all for cancer, which it is not. And really, we just need more research. But CBD may be proven to be an option for managing anxiety and insomnia and chronic pain, but without sufficient high-quality evidence in human studies, we cannot pinpoint effective doses, which is really important to know how much you should actually be taking. Can too little do anything? Can too much do harm? And because CBD is currently mostly available as this unregulated supplement, it's really difficult to know exactly what you are getting in these different CBD supplements from all different companies and different brands. If you are thinking about trying it, you should always talk with your doctor, if for no other reason than to make sure that it is not going to affect other medications that you're taking. Like I said, with Coumadin, it can actually increase the amount in your system, and that can really be dangerous. Now, just last week, another article came out. Um, The Arthritis Foundation released guidelines for people who want to try CBD. It is the first such guidance on using the cannabis-derived ingredient from any major patient advocacy group. The recommendations are an attempt to provide some kind of clarity for CBD uses uh, or usage despite a lack of scientific evidence proving that it works to treat pain. So did you hear that? (laughs) Despite a lack of scientific evidence proving that it actually does work. Now the group admits any evidence showing CBD might be an effective pain reliever is anecdotal and encourages more scientific research needed to prove safety and efficacy. So they wanted to give some kind of dosage amount because things are getting a little crazy with CBD. And so I think it's great that they did that, but If you heard what they said, they said anecdotal. And that means that it's not necessarily true or reliable because based on personal accounts rather than facts or research. So I think it's actually interesting that they're deciding to put a dosage on things, which again, might be needed, but at the same time, they're saying there's no proof that this even works. But I understand some people are in a lot of pain and so they're willing to try anything. So I think having some type of guidelines is definitely important. But really, if this isn't going to be managed as a medication, it's 
it can be a little risky because you don't know what you're getting in that bottle. And even if the arthritis foundation is telling you how much to take for your arthritic pain, they don't know where you're getting this supplement and they don't know how much of the active ingredient is even in there. So it's something, again, you have to keep in mind. Now, just in August, this is August 2019. Again, I never know when you might listen to this podcast. Could be three years from now. Forbes magazine did an article as well about CBD. And basically what they said is that marketing is outpacing the evidence and collectively we would benefit from taking a few steps back to understand what's real and what's not concerning the latest health panacea of CBD. Now, there of course have been a few worthwhile human studies on the safety and efficacy of CBD products as we talked about Mostly, the only research that's proven to help is for the childhood epilepsy syndromes. So there are many intriguing findings in preclinical studies. They definitely said that in the Forbes article. Um, These studies suggest that CBD and hemp oil have anti-inflammatory effects. They may be helpful with improving sleep and anxiety, but the trials in humans are limited. So it is too early to be definitive about the efficacy and safety of CBD. Now, what are some concerns that you might wanna think about before you go off, or maybe you're already using CBD. I mean, it's been around a while and it's certainly touted as, you know, the end all these days for everything everything you need. But some concerns you wanna think about, the researchers are noting that to date, no rigorous safety studies have been conducted on the heavily marketed full-spectrum CBD oils that do contain other compounds from the hemp plant in addition to the CBD. And while the findings aren't conclusive, concerns about possible liver injury associated with some CBD products merit more investigation. So that's a concern, right? Liver injury, yes, I would say that's something I would be very concerned about. And remember, CBD products do not have to undergo approval before being sold. Uh, Only one CBD product has been approved and that's the Epidiolex for the epilepsy. Otherwise, they are simply considered supplements. And so there is no approval that has to be done by the FDA. Basically, it's a buyer's beware, they say out there. Um, We're in a bit of what they call the Wild West moment with CBD oil. And right now, there's little certainty about any given claim for any number of those products. Now, another thing that I found is that scientists have yet to study some aspects of CBD, such as long-term effects on your hormone system. Further long-term studies will be helpful in determining any side effects CBD has on the body over time. And I think that's the really important thing that we all have to remember, is that even as studies start to be done, and they will be done on humans, I'm assuming soon, I'm sure they're already in the process and and we'll get to see that research over time. But the issue is not the short term, sometimes it's the long term, right? So we wanna know what are the long term effects? Because what I don't wanna know is that in five years after I've been taking something, they now find it causes X, you know, cancer, God forbid, or something like that. So at this time, they have no idea what long-term effects might be on our hormone system. And our hormone system is a major part of our body. 
if anybody's ever had their hormones off kilter and they had to go on hormones or they had to fix something to get their hormones back on track, they know that once your hormones are off track, you feel terrible. Like your hormones run your entire body. So again, we want to know the long-term effects. Now, in summary, let's get some perspective. There's big money behind CBD right now. And they say there's much more coming. We've only seen the start of what's rapidly evolving into what they say will be a $20 billion market. Consumers need to keep in mind the massive incentive to rush products to eager buyers and think more critically about the product claims. And at the same time, healthcare professionals have to get up to speed and they have to get up to speed fast. Physicians need to become better informed about these products and it's really important that human trials examine issues of the efficacy and safety. We really and truly need these human trials done because we can't base everything off of the animal trials. I think you have to be careful and and I say that with all supplements, right? Like I said, I've done an entire podcast episode. I don't have the number in my head offhand, but you can always go to iTunes or go to earnthatbody.com and click on my podcast and scroll down until you find supplements. But anytime you take a supplement, you have to be really careful because they are not regulated. There could be value in using CBD, but I personally can tell you I will not be trying it anytime soon until I can see real research on humans and long-term research as well. Because again, I never want to use something and find out later that it causes whatever. And how often do we see that in health news? I mean, health news changes year to year. One year they say eggs are bad for you, it causes high cholesterol. Then a few years later they say we were wrong. Now we don't think that anymore. I mean, things like that happen all the time. So at the end of the day, no matter what it is you're taking, what supplement, and I understand some people are desperate. They're in a lot of pain or they they really need this and they want it to work so bad. So at the end of the day, I always say everything in moderation. Maybe it's something you try but don't use daily because again, we don't know what that built up effect could be over time. And at at best, please talk to your doctor and verify that that it will be okay for you to take again because it could interrupt and interfere with other medications you might be taking. So don't just jump to take it, talk to your doctor, but you also have to sort of make sure your doctor is up to date on this topic because a lot of doctors aren't. They're not up to date on everything and they're in a rush all the time. So you might even ask your doctor, how much experience do you have with this right now? How much research have you done? If they seem clueless, then you need to do that and you know that research for yourself. And I always say, do your own due diligence. And definitely, from what I've read, you do not want to go with a cheap brand of CBD. Like as it is, we don't know what's in this stuff, but you don't want to go to the mall and probably pick up CBD oil in the mall, which it's out there. Like I just saw a whole CBD oil stand in the mall. This is something you probably do not want to get the cheapest of, but at the same time, you might have to do some real research on which brands can be trusted right now. Unfortunately, the research isn't done. 
So you won't be able to read anything that tells you the best brands because they have not done that type of research yet. That they would have to go in and investigate all the ingredients and everything. And for all we know, this has just as many heavy metals or things like that that are in the protein powders, right? Again, we just don't know what's in these supplements. So everything in moderation. I I hope you can take this podcast today as just an informational about CBD Of course it's out there, it's in the news, it's like everybody's doing it, but it's just, to me, it's just another thing out there that when a marketing, you know, these companies, they wanna make a lot of money and they wanna make it fast before CBD could potentially be proven not to work, right? So they're trying to get stuff out on the market as quickly as possible, they wanna make as much money as they can. And I mean, talk about a crazy industry, like to get up to the billion dollar level so quickly, that's, amazing but I see it all the time I feel like it's just it's just another item out there in the health world that they're trying to market and and the way they market things makes it so appealing to people who aren't willing to do the research but y'all are willing to do the research or you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast because you want to know is it healthy is it not and so again moderation, do your homework, do your own due diligence. If you need it, try it, see how it goes, talk to your doctor. And all I can do is hope that the right research is done over the next few years and that we have a better sense if it is helpful. It would be great if CBD could help some of these different issues, but I'm always the one who's gonna say, stick to a healthy diet to fix a lot of these problems before you grab at a supplement. And that is everything we've got today on the Earn That Body podcast. I am always here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. Don't forget all these great programs coming up for January. Just shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com, if you have any questions about what program might be right for you. Have a great week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 